When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. This is the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Guest hosting today from the Pacific Northwest, radio and podcast host and digital media strategist, Todd Herman. It is an absolute pleasure to do live radio with you. And I want to thank Clay Travis, Buck Sexton for giving me the opportunity to do this. And for you, feels like a reunion. A lot of us got to know each other over the, uh, gosh, almost eight years in and out that I got to fill in for uh, Rush Limbaugh, God Rest Rush. Uh, and yeah, I did think of him at Christmas. Did you? And incidentally, and if you want to, if you have memories of Rush that you want to share as uh, we go through this last hour, I'd love to hear that, particularly around Christmas time. There's some that stand out. And we're all aware of those, but maybe you have some special ones. In addition, I'm still trying to find the Republican <laughs> who agrees with Mitch McConnell that the number one priority of all Republicans, and McConnell says it's unanimous, uh, is Ukraine. That is the number one priority for all Republicans. So far, I've heard the border. I've heard ousting the rhinos. I've heard creating a third party. Uh, I've heard investigating the, the deep state, the CDC, the FDA, uh, Merrick Garland, who I call the, uh, the, he's an, you know, Merrick Garland's a weird guy because he's both impotent and a bully. And impotent bullies are dangerous bullies because they hire the bullying out. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a form of paper bullying. And I like I don't want to try to read into a man's soul, but he strikes me as a guy completely animated by having other people do dirty work on his behalf. In other words, steeped in need for revenge. And sometimes that's not particularly healthy when you're running a nation's law enforcement agency or what used to be a law enforcement agency. For me, if you were to ask me my priority, uh, and I will tell you why it is, it is to attack credentialism. And I know that sounds like a big set of uh, fancy Dan words. So let me break down what I mean. Is I observe in our country, and you might as well, that the same players are at the center of so much that's wrong. And I describe them as the party. And yes, there's an Orwellian context to that quite on purpose, and I'm borrowing from George Orwell. The party is as follows. It is tech and finance. 
It is academia. It is the media. It is the deep state and the mockingbird media. Now, you could say you just described all of society, except I didn't. Right? I didn't describe nurses, individual nurses. I didn't describe individual doctors or, or godly or otherwise great teachers who are trying to keep their heads down and do their jobs. And I didn't describe our, our mainstream soldiers, the people on the front line in our military. But I've talked to enough military bosses. I've talked to retired generals. I've talked to a, a, a lieutenant colonel who lost his command uh, because he would not get injected. And they both have the same feeling that the, that the at the top, the military has become corrupted. Lieutenant General uh, retired Jerry Boykin told me that corrupted by the Chinese Communist Party, right all the way to the top. So when I look at the party, you'll see that these guys are at the center of everything: COVID, gender, installation of of what they would call what we would call quote virtuous racism. That's really what critical race theory is. It's it's a form of what they want to make virtuous racism. It's reverse racism, which we're told doesn't exist, and yet it does. Well, in fact, all racism is racism. So the party is at the center of all of this. And the reason I talk about the war on credentialism is because that's how the party intends to rule. They intend to rule with questions like this. Well, I... Uh, I are you uh, <laughs> I hear you don't like the mask but are you uh are you an epide- epidemiologist cuz I didn't see that on your business card it says you're a coal miner. And they te- they intend to do that with questions even when even when they're the power brokers like Jennifer Granholm the EPA chief under the figurehead Biden you know she's asked some specific questions about the cost of energy. Well, I I I I am not an economist. And it goes on in our schools. It goes on with with really, truly, frighteningly corrupt people like Eric Solwell, a representative from California who was either sleeping with or trying to sleep with a Chinese spy. And he says that since when do we not let teachers teach? Since when do parents think they could have any say in this because the teachers are the experts? It's credentialism. So they take a title. And they say these people run things because they have these titles. But those titles don't suffice because it has to be government scientist, government teacher, liberal media. So they have subsets to these titles. And the way I want to go at that is through one man. I want to go at it through Tony Fauci. Because I contend that until we make an, and I'm talking about a legal constitutional um, godly pursuit of an example of Tony Fauci. I'm not talking about a physical example. I'm talking about a legal constitutional um, example of which God would be proud to put that man on trial. And I'll tell you why. It's because he said, well, I have a, you know, uh, I don't have any problems uh, with, when, when people attack me. Uh, uh, but, but when they're attacking me, they're, they're attacking science itself uh, because I, I, I represent science itself. And, and that's very dangerous. So this is my focus for any Republican national level listening. Ron DeSantis gets it. Other people need to get it because if we don't, here's what lay in the future. Number one, item one. The Canadian government told kids that they would be on Santa's naughty list if they didn't go out and get injected with the mRNA injections and go back to masks. That just happened. Credentialism means the credentialed are never wrong, even when they're wrong.
because their correctness, their fitness has nothing to do with results. It has to do with title. And this is what they're trying to beat into our kids. This is another. Now, this is a new report. And even I, as skeptical as I am about these mRNA injections, and and I happen to think that they're deadly for far too many people, and I happen to think that they're going to create long-term ills, and I'm basing that upon the uh, insanely high all-cause mortality rates, which are directly tied back to the introduction of these injections. And so correlation is not causation, except that we have these, we have, um, blind studies. In, in effect, want to know why? Because there's countries that didn't get the injections. They're not having the increase in all cause mortality. There's new evidence that's emerged that everybody is at risk for getting myocarditis and pericarditis from these injections. In fact, there is a study that indicates that up to one in 27 people end up getting myocarditis or pericarditis from a result of these injections. Why does that matter? Because doesn't that just go away? Again, I go to Fauci. Parents asking Fauci. And he actually legitimately got asked this question. Um, our son had uh, a swelling of his heart after he got the first booster. What should we do? Fauci. Well, I would wait a couple of weeks uh, until the swelling goes down, and then I would give him another shot. What? See, we are seeing so many people suddenly die, and it is sometimes this undiagnosed heart problem that doesn't diagnose itself until the heart is put under stress. Heart cells don't regenerate. So we have to make Fauci the example for what credentialism wrought. He has to. And it's not just in deposition. I've been reading the depositions on the disinformation thing. Fauci, in my opinion, I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying to shock anybody. I think his behaviors are that of a psychopath. Psychopaths, normal people value people and use things. Psychopaths use people and value things. And that just shines in Fauci's career. So we can watch this happen. Or we can bring Fauci in for real questioning. And and I mean real. I mean I want officers of the court there. I mean if that man refuses to answer questions, if the the, the Congress has the constitutional capability to say, you know what? We find you in contempt because you're refusing to give us yes or no answers. You're refusing to provide us testimony in here. We're going to go ahead and hold you in a jail cell below Congress, which I know exists, and we're going to hold you there in contempt. And so touch time, Tony Fauci, as you come back and answer a very, very simple question. When did you get the right to change the, the meaning of the phrase gain of function? When did you get the right to change the phrase or the description of what a vaccine means? Because if we don't arrest this now, it extends beyond healthcare, as bad as that's been in the, in the medical technocratic state. It extends into things like this. In Washington state, the separate country of Washington, this is a real thing. Um, they are stating out front right up front that in teaching our kids on 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 climate emotions should outweigh rational thought they are to the point where they're not even going to pretend to teach the ability for people to be rational now that's to the young people this is advanced to such a degree because this is credentialism 
Why are we going to have emotions rule? Because that's what the people with their credentials say we should do. Government teachers, they're credentialed people. Union bosses, they're credentialed people. And no, this is not a war against intellectualism or academia. It's a war against uh, credentialism. This is another. The Washington State Supreme Court says any accusation of racial bias should lead to a retrial. Any accusation of racial bias by someone convicted of crime should land them a retrial. My question is this. What if the next court... What if the defendant loses again and says, oh, it's racial bias? Can they repeat this ad nauseum? And what if there's no evidence? It goes back to this. Well, wait a minute. The credentialed people said. My focus is to go at credentialism under the personage of Anthony S. Fauci, America's favorite psychopath. Get to your phone calls and a bizarre bizarre statement from some of the people with Biden's EPA and more. It's Todd Herman in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Todd Herman in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton all across America. The phone number is 800-282-2882. I should say... International as well, right? 
There are victims in every war. We were talking about the war on logic and truth, and I want to get back to that. But I was just making the case that for me, for the Republican Congress, it goes down to Tony Fauci as the figurehead of credentialism. And until we take Fauci down, our country is going to remain at risk. Ron DeSantis, I think, gets this more than any other governor, and he has created a wedge issue between he and President Trump. And it has some Trump voters very concerned that also when I say these things, instantly people say, oh, I see. So you've given up on President Trump. Not the case. I just point out the wedge issue of the view of the injections. And now the grand jury in Florida convened to look into how pharma lied to people and is leading to people's deaths. Let's talk to Jim in Florida. Jim, you are on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. It's Todd Herman filling in. Welcome, Jim. Glad you called. Hi, Todd. Yeah, I, I wanted to address, and it, it stems from your point that you made about Mitt Romney, and sometimes we have to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gain. And I get the sense, and this is with Clay and Buck also, that's why I miss Rush. He was a voice of reason uh, many times. But I get the sense from a lot of conservative talk radio and conservative pundits that they've kind of given up on Trump at this point and looking to DeSantis. I am in Florida. We love Governor DeSantis down here in southwest Florida. But I will tell you, um, we're pretty active involved in Republican executive committees down in Lee and Collier County. And there are groups of people that have now kind of assumed leadership roles that are America first candidates. And DeSantis is being influenced uh, locally in local politics by many establishment people at the local level. And I just want to I just want to tell people there is a huge contingent of supporters of Donald Trump down here in Florida, even though, again, we do love our governor, Ron DeSantis. I don't think it's his time. We need somebody to come in like Donald Trump and basically go scorched earth. I think he's the only guy that can do it. Uh, and I hear you on the scorched earth approach. And for me, one of the reasons I'm so thankful for what the president did is he caused the deep state to stick their head up out of their little dark, disgusting, dank, gross caves and to show us what they are and what they're willing to do. He made the Mockingbird media d- dispense with any pretense of just bias. They're participators. They're participators, in my judgment, in rigging elections. I know the elections are rigged, but they're not. I don't know that they're stolen. And there's a difference. Now, I think they were stolen, particularly mm-hmm. 2020. Uh, and I get you on that. I heard this description. I want to run it by you is that President Trump came in as a sledgehammer and he, in fact, did all the things we've just talked about. He showed that, yes, in fact, we can cause NATO countries to pay their fair share. He showed what the your economic forum is. He showed what they're willing to do in order to to, you know, affect a vote, what the FBI is. We have this all because of what Trump did. He was a sledgehammer that I've heard people describe DeSantis as the surgeon who comes in now and surgically takes things apart. Does that resonate with you at all? Well, I think I think DeSantis could be could be seen as a more thoughtful, uh, you know, leader. How, how, however, um, I'm a little bit concerned. I like people just, just like I would support uh, maybe a Mike Lindell over Harmy Dillon, uh, you know, to replace Ronna McDaniel. I, I feel like we need more politicians in office in leadership positions that don't need anything from us and i'm i'm a little bit concerned that ron DeSantis is a young guy he has a long future in politics and he may he may be influenced a bit more than than we than we would like and that is 
you know, important to us at this point by the establishment. I yeah. just think that the, the other thing, quite frankly, that bothers me a little bit is um, I was, you know, very attentive to the race between DeSantis and Gillum. And, uh, you know, DeSantis just squeaked out, you know, a victory from uh, in the primary from Adam Putnam, which was an establishment yeah. candidate. That was due to Donald Trump. And I'm a little bit disturbed with Ron DeSantis at this point that he really most recently now, you know, in la he, he was very supportive and very, you know, open. We're going to have to for Donald Trump. I, I abhor being rude to callers, but we've got a hard break here. It's one I can't skip. I think I know where you're going with that. Uh, I want to expand on what you said because you just opened up a whole fruitful grounds uh, to look at because I want to express my appreciation for President Trump and also really reflect on where DeSantis has come from. We'll get to that. It's Todd Herman and for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. It's so, so kind of you guys to get that ready for us. And thank you to Clay and Buck for allowing us to do that. Podcasts, you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Just go to thetoddhermanshow.com. All right. On the topic of DeSantis and President Trump and, and Governor DeSantis, DeSantis has created a wedge issue. And I want to think it's a sincere wedge issue in, in meeting that I, I want to believe that Ron DeSantis has arrived at the fact that these mRNA injections are creating great, great harm. And it is inarguable that they were presented to us with fantastical lies, inarguable. It is inarguable that Moderna and Pfizer knew these things didn't stop transmission or infection. It is inarguable that people who worked for Fauci said the same. It is inarguable that Fauci himself under testimony, expressed his concern that having what are called leaky, quote, vaccines uh, will make the disease last longer and stay in people longer and mutate more quickly. And that's happening. All the signs are that's happening. And this doesn't even begin to mention the insane fibrous clots that they're finding in people. And look, the, we can argue that that's not happening if it makes people feel better, and yet it's happening. And I myself have talked to funeral directors who've shown me these things. There was just a case in uh, in Washington State where a little baby got one of these. And the parents said, we don't want um, blood that has had the mRNA injection in it. And that's what they ended up putting in the child. And that killed that child. Now, the child had health problems, but that's a 94% survivable condition. So I want to believe that as Governor DeSantis is convening, has convened, and the Supreme Court has agreed to convene this grand jury to look into the lies of the injection, that he means that. That's a significant wedge issue for a lot of people because President Trump is still, to my knowledge, touting the injections. This is not to say that I'm a single-issue person. It is to say that I have a deep, deep desire for someone, and with the size of this radio show and the presence in Florida – Someone can get to the president's team and please ask them to present the evidence to the president to understand that that, that, that that to shift an election, they lied to him. And they played on his desire to not have 30 million Americans dead. And, and thank God that he had that desire. And in playing on that, they had him back these injections, which are turning out to be completely harmful. Well, I mean, no, that's not true. They're not completely because they harm too many people. Some people get away with them fine. And time will tell how many people that is. It's a significant wedge issue. And my view on this is I need someone from Team Trump to look hard at this and to understand that part of the battle. In terms of DeSantis, 
There are people who say, look, prime time wise, state of Florida, you know, smaller pond, huge pond. State is a huge state, but big fish, smaller pond. Is he actually ready uh, for the big time? And there are people who say that, in fact, he is not ready for the big time. Mike in Michigan, you are on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton program. Thanks for calling, Mike. I sure appreciate you calling. Hi. Hey, Todd. Yeah. How you doing? Say, Todd. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a, you know, there's never Trumpers. Well, I'll never quit being a Trumper. He, you know, <laughs> he deserves the next, he deserves the next presidency. That's my thought on it. That's my take. Number two, again, yeah, Trump, Ron DeSantis isn't, you know, he, he's a great governor, but running the country is a lot bigger, different game. You know, Trump's good with the foreign policy. He knows how to take care of the bad guys. Ukraine probably never would have happened. I, you know, and then the best of all worlds, Trump, he can follow up, be followed with DeSantis, and then we, we could maybe have a handful of years. So I want to check you on this. There's nothing that President Trump could do to lose your support. Not a thing. Nothing. So he could Absolutely come out and nothing. say, you know what? I've rethought it. I don't want a wall. I want open immigration. And you'd, you'd still support him. You know, uh, yeah, because you know what, but then we know that would never happen because he is just so common sense. It's like me and him were like the same. What you said there, what you said there is something that I think is vital that people understand that that folks who who look, I had trouble with Trump when he came along because I'm not a personality in politics guy. I don't watch speeches. I don't go to rallies. I read speeches. I look at policy. And when I saw the man govern, I said, what? Well, this is great. This is perhaps the most conservative, um, you know, president we've had. But more fundamentally, he's also a president who you just said you feel like you know him. This is something I don't think the shiny shoe Republicans get, that the professional Republicans get, and I don't think Mitch McConnell gets it. We feel loathed by them. And I'm here to tell you that to some degree, it's an absolute fact that D.C., not not D.C., but the professional hardcore Republicans, because Republican makes them money, the Mitch McConnells, the Rob Portmans, the Romneys, people like that, they loathe our us, our base. They don't like our pizza. I'll, I'll put, uh, let me put meat on that. When I worked in D.C. as the chief digital strategy at the Republican National Committee, I watched when the Tea Party came to town. And uh, and I got to invite one of the women who was one of the core organizers of the original Tea Party into our office. Her name is Amy Kremer. And I put out a note to the Republican National Committee. I was on the leadership team. I said, hey, one of the ladies who organized this is here in this building. And we have an opportunity to meet with her and to learn from her. You know what? Not one person was coming. Not one would come. And in fact, people sent me notes saying, what are you doing allowing her in this building? She is our enemy. And now, to his great credit, the chief of staff at the time, Ken, actually sent me a note and said, I am wrapping up a lunch. I will be right there. I cannot wait to meet with her and to learn from her. Can you ask her to stay? He was the one guy who would come and have that meeting. And these were people who looked at that Tea Party and they said things like this. Wait a minute. They want to audit the Federal Reserve? Didn't we just, in the in the first hour... Didn't we just mention the fact that the Federal Reserve of Philadelphia came back and said, oh, it wasn't 1.1 million jobs added. It was only 10,000. And the people in the Republican National Committee were saying, we, wait, how dare they audit the Federal Reserve? It's, it's our, it's our banking system. Wait, we don't audit banks. 
We're at a point now with credentialism where we're not even going to agree to audit them. So there's this distinctive hatred for the base, and it's very real, and we can sense it. And here's the thing, and I think that both DeSantis and President Trump, I think they share this quality. I don't get from them any sense of looking down on us. I don't get from them any sense of, oh, look at you stupid little simpletons. I don't get from them any, well, we're the great ones, and you should be lucky to, to, to have us even running things or, or thinking of running things. Now, I get it. There's some bravado. President Trump has that. He's got a healthy-sized ego. Let's not pretend that he doesn't. That exists. But look at their concerns. Their concerns map so directly to our concerns. In fact, let me just get to this because we've been talking about it throughout the show, and we've had callers on this. Does this sound like this guy has any knowledge of Republicans near you? This is something Mitch McConnell said, and it just plays to the fact that, no, they don't actually share any of our concerns. Mitch McConnell says that the number one priority is this. Do you, Does any Republican you know agree with Mitch McConnell on clip number 10? Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians, that's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the <laughs> challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. So admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. Does that sound like anyone you know who's a Republican? Now, we can debate Ukraine. I'm torn on it. But what I am not torn on is watching Democrats and others worship Zelensky. And that's what they did. They couldn't wait to touch his robes because if they but touch his robes, they'll be healed. You could look at photo after photo of that. So McConnell is dead set on that. But our border? No. Going after Fauci? No. Our $300 trillion deficit because that's what it actually is? No. President Trump and Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, they do seem more like us. We'll get to more as we continue on the Clay Travis and Buck section show as Todd Herman filling in. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a flash mob that was put together uh, to share the joy of Christmas and to share it with people just spontaneously. Mike Lachance at Legal Insurrection put that together. Uh, and well, he didn't put together the flash mob, but he tracks these and these go around the globe. And it's a way to share this surprise joy with people that is so impactful because what a surprise Christmas was and is. I want to get to some phone calls, but also want to share with you a memory of Rush inspired by sitting here uh, on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show and reconnecting with you. Something I don't think I've ever shared with you um, in person before on the radio. We'll get to that. Let's talk to Jim in Florida. Jim, you are on uh, the Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. Welcome. Hey, thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. What's I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a point that I want to make. I'm, I'm former law enforcement from New York City. I was a sergeant. I was in management most of my career. What you touched on on law enforcement uh, could not be more accurate. The, the way law enforcement is supposed to work is you're supposed to look at what trends and look at the elements of a crime, as we used to say, and pattern fit the elements of a crime to charge. The FBI no longer does that. They look at who is involved more than they look at the fact pattern. Uh, Hillary Clinton is a prime example. The fact that she used an, an unsecure server all by itself, whether those emails ever fell into the wrong hands or not, is a crime all by itself. The behavior is reckless. Yep. The statute that governs that doesn't need intent. Yet they never charged her. And you have to ask yourself, like you said, why could the rest of us get away with that? I, I can tell you when I was in law enforcement, I was dealing with confidential information. If I did what she did, I would have at least been administratively charged and fired in right. a heartbeat. Right. And there's an old saying, and maybe you'll recognize this saying, show me the person, I'll show you the crime. Without a doubt. And the other thing that you said that really resonated with me as former law enforcement is when you said, don't talk to law enforcement. You're 100% right. 
Law enforcement does not knock on your door for a good reason. We only show up for bad reasons. <laughs> you don't talk to the law enforcement unless you have, uh, unless you're the victim of a crime. Otherwise, if we're knocking on your door, it's chances are we're looking at you for something. Yeah. That's yeah. simple. Um, people need to, to protect themselves. And nowadays, I'm, I'm not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a constitutionalist. And I tell everybody, law enforcement is no longer following the letter of the law. The moment they're coming into your house and seizing your property and they don't have probable cause and the warrant is based on some hearsay, the, the judge, the prosecutor who obtained it, they're all violating the law. And we will be you will be treated the way that you allow yourself to be treated. And that that exists in relationships. It also exists um, in in society. People will treat you repeatedly the way that you allow them to treat you. And as a nation, we need to understand that. Uh, look, I want to be very super clear. There are great cops, 90 percent of them. We say this all the time. But with the covid actions and it's not even overreach, it's tyranny. Let's just be clear about what it was. That put a lot of distrust um, in, in in people's hearts for law enforcement. And cops, too, have a requirement to say, I will not treat citizens this way. Or we fall into completely low trust society, which has been sort of the theme of the show. Hey, um, in Christmas time, we remember, of course, um, the great Rush Limbaugh, God rest him. And, um, that, that, you know, to sit here with this phone number, 800-282-2882, to share this with you. I want to share something with you that I don't know that I've ever shared on Rush's program, um, when we filled in for him. And I know Clay and Buck know this story. Uh, I was filling in in New York, uh, during the bomb cyclone. Uh, and it was, I don't remember what year it was, but man, it was a heavy snowstorm. And this was at the time where the Democrats were parading around gold star dads as their credentialism. And they were saying, oh, Trump is a terrible person. And that guy had that five seconds of fame. And I got a call from a gentleman whose son and uh, serving this country. And this is around Christmas time, which is why I remember it. Who's uh, serving this country uh, had given his life in battle. And his father called and got on the phones. And he was sharing that when his son's effects came home. Uh, they found in them these very expensive cigars. And they couldn't figure out, how did our son get this? Uh, how could he have afforded this? And it turns out that they learned that Rush Hudson Limbaugh III had sent them to him. And this father got in touch uh, with our departed friend, God rest him, and sent Rush a flag um, that, uh, that was involved in his son's funeral. And this gentleman spoke to us and spoke his son's name very lovingly. Here's the part I don't know that I've ever related to you. When I was wrapping up that phone call, Ali, who's a team member, uh, said, Hey, Todd, do not, do not hang up. Do not hang up that phone. Make sure you put him on hold. And then uh, other team members got on and said, Hey, Ali. I said, I know. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. And I will tell you this. Want to know why? Because someone called Rush and said, hey, here's what's going on in the show. And Rush wanted to speak with that man. That's who he was. And that, of course, is the legacy that we uh, that we celebrate and remember. And the show goes you know, into now Clay and, and Buck's hands and into this platform where they continue to explore these issues. I am so unbelievably honored 
uh, to be able to sit here and have these discussions. There's so much to get to tomorrow. We didn't get to half of the great sound bites that we'll go through and half of the discussions like tomorrow. I want to go through a dynamic that the party's setting up. They don't know it. They're making words so meaningless that they're making the world meaningless. We'll talk about that tomorrow. It's Todd Herman in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on their very own radio show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.